Eufy is sponsoring today's video. They reached out to me. I tested out their video lock. It is a game changer. I'm going to paint a picture for you for why I'm so excited to work with them. So you're getting home. Your arms are loaded with groceries or packages or boxes or everything. And your keys are in your pocket. This drives me nuts. This happens all the time. I upgraded to the Eufy video lock. Fingerprint tap i'm inside and honestly i also feel way safer it's got this awesome built-in camera so whether it's a package delivery or late night uber order i see exactly who's there right from my phone there are no more mystery knocks and the best part this thing was such a breeze to set up there's no wires there's no drilling uh, there's also no monthly subscription fees so if you are done fumbling with your keys because i definitely am search for eufy video lock or head over to eufyofficial.com slash video lock your front door, your sanity. I just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. And today, you are going to hear me on the Podcaster Podcast. The Podcaster Podcast put on by the Chance Collective is an interesting podcast where it asks hosts a variety of random questions about their inspiration for starting their own podcast. So it speaks to podcast hosts. It's a little bit of a weird feeling because when you're doing the podcast, you're just talking to basically a robot that asks you questions about where your inspiration and creativity comes from. So this is a podcast that is definitely focused on my story, but I really hope that you can pick up on some insights that I have in terms of motivation and creativity and what drives me. And I think that if you get anything out of it, it'll be a little bit of my backstory, but also how somebody who is a creative and who tries to build stuff, how they think or how they try and think about building something or their next thing and some of the things that drive me to do what I do. So I hope you enjoy. If you want to see more of these or hear more of these, go check out the Podcaster podcast. But this is me being invited as a guest on the Podcaster podcast. I want people to really understand the stories of people that we look to as successful in their own in their own field, in their own right, in their own industry, and learn from them. Hello listener, my name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, podcaster. Hello, V. 
please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. My name is uh, Scott D. Clary. I am the host of the Success Story Podcast. Thank you for joining us, Scott. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. How, uh, hopefully, hopefully you're doing okay as well. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Let's go. Great. Let's begin. Where did the idea behind your podcast come from? So... The idea behind my podcast, Success Story, uh, didn't originally start off as Success Story. Uh, The podcast started off under the name and the brand Sales Versus Marketing, and I originally created it to build out a podcast that was in line with the work that I do. So uh, I'm a career-long sales and marketing executive, and I wanted to create a podcast and a show that interviewed sales and marketing leaders um, and really taught entrepreneurs strategy about building businesses. Uh, I realized very quickly that there's a lot of sales and marketing podcasts out there and I felt like I was being redundant in what I had created and I wanted to widen it a little bit while still providing value. So the thought process was, okay, so Scott, how do you like to learn and how do you like to or, who, or what type of shows do you like to listen to? And I loved Tim Ferriss, um, and I loved uh, the types of guests he brought on, but I also realized that there was a lack of tactical business focus for entrepreneurs listening to that podcast. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring in highly successful individuals in both traditional business roles, CXO, entrepreneur, but also in uh, perhaps non-traditional roles, just people that have had incredible lives, and interview them unpack their story, highlight their wins, their losses, uh, their successes and their failures, and really just show, I guess, and unpack the playbook that they've built over their career so that people that are earlier on in their career, call them entrepreneurs, people that are uh, highly ambitious within organizations or entrepreneurs could learn from these people. And I, you know, the main goal is that people get a little bit smarter, grow a little bit personally and professionally uh, every time they listen to an episode. What do you hope people will learn from listening to your podcast? I want people to really understand the stories of people that we look to as successful in in their own field, in their own right, in their own industry, and learn from them. But I want them to not just look at the end result. I want them to back up to, I want them to, when they listen to an interview, understand that these people all started from relatively humble beginnings, all had good and bad things happen to them along their journey and their career. And then I also want people to learn from those ups and downs and positives. And then I want them to see the final result or or final iteration of that person where they're at right now today and then pick up some additional knowledge because after these individuals' incredible careers, they have an expertise in a certain thing or a certain field that they can teach to the the guests and the listeners. So that's, that's what I really hope people take away. I hope that they really take away the story and the background of the incredible people I interview 
and then hopefully get a little bit smarter and a little bit brighter listening to the unique niche industry experience uh, or life experience that these people can teach over when I interview them. What is your worst personality trait? My worst personality trait is, uh, it's, it's interesting because I don't just do the podcast. I have a story here. So I also work. I still work a nine to five and the podcast is a, is a highly successful side hustle. Um, and this will eventually dovetail into my worst personality trait. But um, I, I am a perfectionist in, and I try and create everything so that it's the best possible version of that thing. And that's difficult enough when you are just doing one thing, let alone uh, trying to do a side hustle or working on a project outside of the nine to five. So my worst personality trait is over-engineering and over-perfecting the things that I put out. And the reason why it's a, a bad personality trait is because uh, if you want any chance of uh, succeeding at anything in your career or in your side hustle or anything you're building, there you will never be 100% perfect when it ships, when you put it out into the world. It will never be 100% perfect. And if you've waited until it's 100% perfect, then it's too late. So you can look at that in terms of building a brand for a podcast, but I, you know, I have to work on even after shipping an episode and after making the edits and because I've learned how to do all this myself when I first started podcasting and doing the video editing and the audio mastering. Um, if there's a small error or if there's something that doesn't sound quite right after it's rendered and after it's been edited and I spent, you know, an hour and a half, two hours working on it. Um, you can't always go back and, and fix it. You have to ship it. And I think that that mindset of doing your best possible work and shipping without, without needing to perfect everything you do in life will take you a lot farther. And this is not saying that you do shitty work and do bad work, but it is saying that uh, there is some merit in having some sort of velocity in your career, taking the jump to the next, you know, the next role, the next company, or shipping the next project without spending too much time thinking whether or not you're worth it, or you're good enough, or the product's good enough. So I think that that's something that uh, professionally has uh, been something that I've had to uh, combat and constantly, uh, constantly try and overcome. Are you superstitious? No, I'm not really um, at all. Uh, I'm, I am uh, spiritual. Uh, I believe in, I believe in God by whatever definition that is in terms of uh, a higher power or a higher being. Um, but I'm not. I'm not superstitious. I'm not, um, I, 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 I feel like, I feel like I wasn't, you know, I, I was, I was never really, uh, brought up in a, in a family that was superstitious. It was a very, 
for like it was a it was a it was a North American family um and and a, like a, a very traditional like you know very traditional North American upbringing and I never really had any exposure to that growing up any sort of superstition or anything like that that you do find in some cultures that uh you know that have much uh more I guess not religious and 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 older ties to superstition and spirituality and whatnot so i never really had that growing up it wasn't really a thing that was discussed superstition or anything like that um growing up and i think that's why i sort of ended up the way i am which is is really not superstitious at all comedy or horror hmm i would have to say I would have to say comedy. I would have to say comedy. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind horror. I would. Ha I would default to. I enjoy more comedies than horror, and the reason why is because I like. I like good horror, but I don't like jump scene horror, where the only reason why you're scared is because they did this big, loud bang, whatever sound. And that, like you know, blew your speakers in your in your home theater, and that's what that's what made you jump. I like thriller that makes you think, like psychological stuff that gives you chills. But I find that most horror, unfortunately, just defaults to these like gotcha scenes or whatever they're called. So because of that, I'm going to default to I think I've enjoyed more comedy uh, than than horror movies. What has been one of the most interesting things you've learned making your podcast? One of the most interesting things, um, there's a question uh, that I ask in my podcast, uh, of course, because of the, the title of the podcast. I ask people what success means to them. And... Now it seemed to just be very common uh, because I, I hear the same answer again and again and again and again. And these are people that are, are, they have achieved significant success. So we're talking about people that are worth significant amount of money or have achieved incredible amounts of fame or have multiple exits. They've sold multiple companies, uh, like people that have, you know, by any definition, somebody would look at that person and be like, that individual is highly successful. Um, but the number one answer, regardless of how much money they've made or wherever they're at in their career, has always been freedom. Uh, freedom to do whatever they want to do. And I think that that's one of the most interesting, I guess, you know, awareness, like just, you know, me just being aware of what really matters to people um, once they've achieved success and achieved financial success or whatever their definition, whatever the whatever the, I guess, definition of success may be that, um, that you may assume, uh, that you may assume people sort of tie, you know, tie to what success is. I think that um, realizing that regardless of where people are at in their life, um, the ability to do what you want to do and not feel like you're being forced to do something that you don't want to do is it seems to be the sort of the key to success, but I would even say that's what really makes people happy and really makes people feel like they've lived a fulfilled life. If they have the freedom to wake up in the morning 
and to do what they want to do. And that's something that I think is sort of guided my career, my path and what I, what I take on and what I focus on, but also it's just a, a very interesting commentary on, on, on the human existence and what really matters to people. So that's very interesting to me. Is it better to go with your head or your heart? Hmm. For me, I, so I know, I know that, okay, so let's break this down. So I think that most people will say, go with your head, but they really do go with their heart. And I say this because um, my background is in sales and there's a, there's a, a sort of a saying in sales, uh, people make a decision with emotion and justify with logic. So even if, uh, even if you feel that you're making a decision logically, uh, there's a very good chance if you, if you are like most people, you are going to make an emotional decision first, regardless of whether or not you like it. That being said, I think that, I think that if, I think that you have to be cognizant of how, how good your gut instinct is or how good your read on people or situations are. And if you feel like when you lead with your heart and you lead with your emotions, you uh, ha ha don't get burned, you make the right decisions and the outcome is a net positive, then I would say that you can continue along that path. Um, but, uh, I, I think it's important to be aware of the end result of that emotion decision, emotional decision-making, because if it has led you down the wrong road or it's made you, uh, it burned you a couple times, led you into bad relationships, personal, like personal relationships or business relationships, um, then maybe it's, uh, maybe it's better to default to, uh, taking a logical stance on things. And, and I guess personally for me, um, uh, I've actually uh, seesawed back and forth. So when I was very young, I would usually lead with emotion with my heart, which in business and personal, which led to bad outcomes. I, for many years, was very pragmatic and logical in my approach to decision-making and then by adopting that pragmatic and logical approach, as I matured, I found that I could trust my uh, gut instinct more because I would now uh, just default to better decisions. So just be cognizant and aware of, of where your heart leads you. Um, and if it doesn't lead you to a good place, then I would second guess, double check, do due diligence, and maybe have a, a personal sounding board for everything that you make a decision on. What's your favorite sandwich? Mm, my favorite sandwich. My favorite sandwich. Uh, I would say... I would say... Oh, this is such a... Oh, the girlfriend's not going to be happy with this answer, but I love... I, lo <laughs> I love... Uh, I love Subway, which is such a... It's such a not bougie uh basic sandwich but i i love some of the subway sandwiches like uh the i love the pizza sub um i love uh steak and cheese 
uh, all that stuff is just, I don't know, I just find it such a, a guilty pleasure and it's, and it's just delicious and you can literally make it any way you want. So I always, whenever I want to just not worry about what to eat, that's sort of my, my go-to fast food. Who inspires you? My girlfriend, um, and and soon to be and soon to be wife, uh, God willing, just because uh, the pandemic sort of pushed uh, pushed that off. Um, she inspires me uh, because she has built incredible things in in her life. Uh, she she has a company with her family, and and she inspires me just because they've been so successful at what they've built, all of them, but also uh, the fact that she builds an incredible business while maintaining uh such an incredible relationship with her family that she works with day in day out i think that's um a beautiful thing and and it sort of combines you know most people unfortunately they are either successful in business or with their family life but you don't see people all the time that really excel at both well um, and she does, and that really inspires me. And that's what uh, that's what's attractive uh, about her to me. And that's something that I want to, you know, when when we were married, we have kids. That's what I would hope that you know sort of permeates our family. Do it today, or leave it till tomorrow. Well, this is a this is an easy question. It's always a this is a. I'm sure you can look at some of my past tweets, and I'm I'm I, I comment on this. So always do it today. There's actually um, a woman, uh, Mel Robbins, and she goes one step further than just doing it today. Uh, she actually has a rule called the five-second rule. And what that is is if you don't, if you think of something that you want to do and you don't act on it within five seconds, uh, for example, if you want to go on a run, if you want to start a project if you want to uh call a customer whatever if you and you and you feel like you know you have to do it because it's good for you but you're going to lack the motivation in 30 minutes an hour you're going to get distracted you know you're pushing it to the back of your uh, you know it's not a priority for you um she says to do it in five seconds start start taking a task start doing start taking on a task start doing an action that will allow you to do the thing. So if you want to go for a run, go to the front door, put on your running shoes. If you want to uh, start a project, uh, open up a Word doc and start mapping it out in literally the next five seconds. As soon as you have time, you take that action right away. Um, so I would say always do it today. Who would your dream guest be on your podcast? Well, the bar is always moving because I have had some of my dream guests on my podcast as it's grown. However, now I would like to, because it's a, it is a business-focused podcast, I would like to have the Elon Musks, the Richard Bransons, um, the people that are global business leaders and and quite literally you know they're 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 building out companies and technologies in a variety of industries that are are changing the way we live and 
Um, there's not many people that have the same impact on the world as as a as a Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, all these all these individuals, like the the known names that have built these incredible conglomerate of companies at this point for many of them. Um, those are the people that I want to bring on and and unpack their story because I think that they will and some of these stories are very public, but still the opportunity to feature that in in my ecosystem and bring that to my audience would be incredible. What song makes you happy? What song makes me happy? Um, So uh, I have a very diverse music taste and the song that I'm going to reference, it's actually not a song. It's an album. It's, it's, uh, 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 Bed Eyes meets Blue Sky, um, and it's a, a, a mashup of Frank Sinatra, who I love listening to Frank Sinatra, and Notorious uh, B.I.G., so, so Biggie. Uh, I think that, I'm pretty sure that's a, yeah, Bed Eyes, I'm going to double check, because, oh, so best, <laughs> I, got it, I got it messed up, it's Bed Sty meets Blue Eyes, excuse me, I apologize. Um, but I love it. I have it on my YouTube playlist and I listen to it. And it's, the, it's an amazing, it's an amazing mashup of two of my favorite artists from two completely different realms that, uh, who, I can't remember the DJ who put it together is, but it's a, it's a really good, it's a really good uh, album. Do you believe in love at first sight? I believe in uh, infatuation uh, at, and lust at first sight. But I do not believe in love at first sight because, uh, in my opinion, love is your ability to commit to somebody when the initial excitement is gone and your ability to commit to somebody through life. And life is, life is a mother, like life is tough. And if you can stay with somebody and have somebody by your side and you stay with them through all your, if they stay with you through all your screw ups and you stay with them through all of their screw ups. Um, that in my opinion is the true definition of love. Who would you want to be stranded on a desert Island with? Hmm. So I would say, Normally, I, I assume people would pick some sort of celebrity, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up. I'm going to flip the script on this one. I would say uh, my girlfriend, uh, Gina Tash, um, I would love, you know, do you know why I say that? Because we spent two years isolated together <laughs> in a pandemic, which was about as close to a, a real-life desert island uh, as you can get in terms of not seeing anybody and not communicating that that much with the outside world and i had a great day every single day so she uh she she's somebody that i at least for me i, I don't get sick of um, i don't think i don't think i don't think too many people get sick of her but uh, for me you know working from home and spending that much time with her it was uh, it was a lot of fun so i would say her do you enjoy being the center of attention Yes, I so funny enough, um this is an interesting question because I'm I'm uh an introvert by nature, but uh I've 
learned to put myself out there. Obviously, we're talking. You're speaking to podcasters. You know, I'm building a brand around myself, um, and and I like being the center of attention when I have the energy to be the center of attention, and I and I don't mind. I don't mind building a brand and a community and have eyeballs looking at me because at the end of the day, uh, in my, in my opinion, that is, that is where I can have the most impact on the world. If I have that audience, um, that being said, uh, that's not my, that's not my constant state. That's there's, there's definitely times when I'm much happier with, (laughs) with nobody around and just spending time on my own. Um, I don't, uh, for example, like if if I spend a weekend inside, you know, hanging out, like that's perfectly fine for me. So, being the center of the ten- being being the center of attention, uh, when when, you know, when life calls for it, I do enjoy, but it's not it's not a hundred percent of the time. What could we all do without? What could we all do without? This is a good question. Um, I like the obvious personality traits would be we could all do without judgment and and maliciousness. But how do we actually facilitate that? And how do we actually remove something that encourages that? So what I think we could all do without the easy answer that has sort of shown such negativity over the past two years would be social media, but I do not believe that social media is inherently bad. I think the concept of social media is great and it can do great things. It can connect you to people globally. It can, uh, again, build brands, build audiences, the, give, you, give you an extremely low barrier to entry to build a business to start you know, putting yourself out into the world. So social media is wonderful. But what I think we could do without is certain social media algorithm components that, uh, and these are real things, that when you have a certain polarizing opinion about a certain topic, what social media channels and mediums tend to do is they tend to only show you similar and like-minded people that also agree with that particular topic. And I think that that is a, a horribly poisonous and negative component of social media. So I think that social media would be a lot better if it focused less on just showing you what you thought you wanted to see and instead truly connected people of diverse viewpoints and opinions because um, this, I think we've seen over the past two years, has created divides between countries, country, uh, friends, families, peers, um, sort of further propagated by the fact that we were not able to see each other in person, uh, that I don't think we've ever, we've, we've never really been as divided as, as we are right now. So I think that that component of the social media algorithm, uh, the world would be a better place without it. Fruit or veg? <laughs> Um, so right now I'm trying to, right now I'm trying to do keto. So I'm getting, I'm getting shit every day for not 
eating enough fruits or vegetables because I just love uh, <laughs> I love eating like steak and eggs and cheese and whatnot. But um, so I, right now it's it's defaulting to to multivitamin. But <laughs> but uh, normally if I'm just eating like a regular diet, um, then uh, and don't get me wrong, you can eat all you can eat a whole bunch of vegetables on keto. I'm just I'm just lazy and I haven't cooked in, in a little bit, so that's something that I gotta <laughs> I gotta pick up. Um, but normally uh, I like fruits. Uh, more than vegetables, um, like strawberries, blueberries, bananas, uh, all time favorite fruit would be grapes in the summer, watermelon. So yeah, I would say fruits over over vegetable. What are you too hard on yourself for? Um, where I'm at in life, uh, I have an incredible job. Um, I have uh, a podcast that's growing every single day. Um, like I said, it's turned into a side hustle that's turned into much more than a serious, much more of a serious side hustle. It's doing quite well. It's getting a huge audience, um, building an incredible following. Um, by all measure, I'm doing well, I'm doing successful. I'm very, I'm very blessed for what, what I have in my life and what I, and also what I've achieved in my life. But, uh, I, I always measure myself against people that have done more. So, you know, I, I listen to podcasts of people that have exited companies and by the time they're 30, they're worth X million dollars. And in my mind, if they can't, if they can do it, why can't I? And that's a, it's a you know, it's a silly, it's a silly mindset to have when you have an incredible job and family and life uh, to say that, you know, I, I'm not where I want to be, even though you have things that many people would do anything for, but at the same time, that mindset is what pushes me to always do more. And I think that that mindset, as crazy as it sounds to uh, to many people, I'm, I'm assuming, um, uh, to people that are serial entrepreneurs, to people that have done incredible things in their life, um, it's a mindset that they'll they'll uh, they'll they'll find. Uh, similarities with and they'll they'll see in themselves if I'm I and I've seen this from interviewing these people as well so I think it's I think that sometimes I'm a little bit too hard on myself everybody else in my family says that I'm too hard on myself and pushing myself too hard and I work too much but in my opinion you have uh, you have one you have one life to to get it right and I want to push myself as hard as I can now so when I have kids and when I have a family um I have the freedom to give them whatever they want. And that's, that's, uh, yeah. What three episodes of your podcast would you recommend to new subscribers? So there's, uh, so the first one that, I'd re that I would recommend, it was uh, one that I did early on. I was punching a little bit above my weight class when I landed this guy as a guest, um, but I'm happy that I got him. So Guy Kawasaki. Uh, I can't remember which number, but it was like it was it was early on. Um, uh, the reason why you should listen to it is for two reasons. Number one, um, you can see if you watch that podcast and you can watch a podcast. Now, I would hope you can see uh, some some difference in my ability to host guests and to ask good questions and to bring out good information. Um, and you can see uh my growth as a podcaster 
while reason number two, simultaneously hearing a story from an incredible individual, um, one of the first employees at Apple, um, just an all around smart, incredible man who's done so much with his career, Guy Kawasaki. And, and uh, another one that I really liked um, was Anthony Scaramucci. He, uh, he's an investment uh, and finance guy. He's probably mo- most famously known for being the director of communications for Trump for I think it was like 12 days before Trump fired him. And uh, I like that podcast because he's not a traditional entrepreneur. It's not like he built a, a, a software company and exited it or IPO'd, um, but he's a very smart guy. And he had one line. He had a couple entrepreneurial lessons that I really, really thought were great, like knowledge nuggets and little tidbits that, that anybody who's earlier on in their career could really listen to and learn from. But the one thing, the one thing that he said that really resonated with me that had a powerful impact with me, and I like, you know, he said, Success is confidence in yourself to the point that where you know that if, say you had $100 million in the bank and you lost it all, you lost everything, you lost all your connections, your network, um, you lost your home, your family, all your money. And he said, success is knowing that if I lost everything that I have and I went back to a one-bedroom condo apartment in you know in Brooklyn with like jeans and a white t-shirt and a negative bank balance and no connections uh I'm confident enough in my abilities that I could do it all again and to be able to get to that level of confidence and comfort in your own abilities I think that's an amazing thing and I think that's what everybody should try and do and the last one was uh, an incredible, an, another incredible uh, entrepreneur, uh, Vanessa Van Edwards. Um, she's just a classic example of somebody that was uh, an introvert by nature. She uh, needed to learn how to communicate better and how to put herself out there. So she learned, and then she took that a step further, and she thought, well, if I'm learning this skill that has been positive, has had a positive impact on my life, I'm sure other people would like to learn this skill as well. And she monetized her knowledge. She, with a webcam in her kitchen or her living room or something, just filmed herself teaching. Uh, it's, she, te- she teaches like the art of communication, of successful communication. Like that's it. Like how to successfully communicate with other individuals, how to have more self-confidence, et cetera, et cetera. And she recorded this course. And I'm not saying everybody has to have a course, but she just put it out onto Udemy. And that's what basically launched her entire career. It was creating an asset, monetizing her knowledge and putting herself out there. And that's one way that you can start a side hustle or to start to build a brand or to start to build a business. And she's like the perfect example of of somebody that just took exactly what they knew and turned it into a business model. Now she is Now, at this point, she has a huge following. She teaches courses on communication globally. Um, She uh, does keynotes globally. Uh, You know, she's made an incredible, uh, you know, an incredible life from just putting herself out there. And I think that's very, uh, it's a very positive takeaway and just a good, a good person to look to for if she did this with very few tools, very little resources, anybody else can do it as well.
What defines success? Ah, and the and the question, the question that I I like to ask everybody, um, what defines success? What defines success? Well, I I said uh, freedom, and and freedom, you know, has that's what most of my guests have told me is what defines success for them. For myself, I think. I think freedom is a component of success, but also um, always part of what, in my opinion, success is, is achieving that freedom, but always having a, a purpose for living. So I think that it's important to achieve freedom in your life, but I think that it's also important to have a purpose or a goal for living and not just make a lot of money and never work again. And, and, and work has so many different definitions and meanings, but I see a lot of people, the second they stop having purpose in their life, that's when they die. That's when you know, people retire. They, they, they just lose, they lose purpose and they lose meaning. And I think that that's, that's what humans need to survive. So have freedom, achieve freedom, but always have purpose. And that purpose can manifest in a variety of ways. Um, but I think that you always have to have some sort of purpose and some sort of milestone for you to achieve and for you to try and push towards at every single point in your life, um, in your personal and professional life. Because I think that when you lose all meaning, and you just have freedom, uh, that's, that's the start of a very slow death, in my opinion. That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved the questions. I loved the, the you forcing me to think and to and to sort of uh, go a little deep, um, it was it was an incredible it was an incredible podcast, incredible format. Thank you again, Scott, for being a guest on Podcaster. It was nice to meet you. It was nice to meet you too, V. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care, and until next time, goodbye. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. 
Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink 
what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 